everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Whitney Nelson. And we have a guest. We have Alyssa White. She's a YouTuber. She's a gamer. Uh, we're going to learn more about her. How's everybody doing? I'm good. I'm good, too. Glad to have you. Okay, so first and foremost, this is long overdue to have Alyssa on the podcast. I guested on our friend of the show, Sean, has a podcast, Horribly Awkward, and I was on there with Bren at one point, and then I was on again, and Alyssa was there that night, and Sean drank an entire bottle of wine, and it's a really interesting episode. I can't recommend that one enough, but I remember saying to you, oh, we got to have you on ABTS. And just the other day, I was like, when did I say that? And when was that episode? And it was well over a year ago. So I'm like, oh, Jesus. So very long overdue. But thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. And yeah, I remember the Oak Leaf wine ball night very vividly, even (laughs) a year later. So Absolutely. That was a fun time. But this is a video game podcast. We do, since we do have a guest, though, I want to get to know more about you and uh, what you do on your YouTube channel, but let's also kind of go around the table. What's new in life? How's everybody doing? Whitney, what's going on with you? Not much, especially in the way of video games, because I went camping last weekend, which was really fun and very nice. It was the best weather we've had all summer, and I just happened to play in camping for that weekend. Uh, nice. Did s'mores and the whole thing, but it did cut into my video gaming time, so there's literally nothing new since I was last on this show. Okay, that's fair enough. <laughs> it definitely happens to the best of us. Um, and yeah, as far as me, I am really excited. My record label's kind of expanding. I just uh, made a partnership with my friend Travis from the band Migrate. He's down in Florida, so it's like the Florida scene and the Philly scene are uniting, and it's going to be super epic, and a lot of people are excited. I'm just really thrilled to see what happens and comes from that. And also, I'm not sure if I mentioned it on the podcast, I am into like record cutting. And for the longest time, I've been out of commission because my cutter head uh, was blown. And I there's like only three people in the United States that like know how to fix this shit. I was in contact with all three of them. And then finally, the one guy was like, send it my way. Almost $300 later, I got it back today. And I'm excited to get back to cutting some records. So that's kind of like a little life update for me. How about you, Alyssa? Anything going on with you? I just recently celebrated my 27th birthday, which I'm like, oh, I'm getting so close to 30. But it was good. It was a good birthday. Oh, gosh. I am turning 30 this year, and it's terrifying. (laughs) I have to say, uh, being 35 is great. Yeah. Okay. Well, then that makes me feel better. Everything after 30 has been better than everything before 30 overall. Okay. I hope so. (laughs) You give us hope, Whitney. (laughs) But since this is a video game podcast, we're going to talk about games. But before we get into that, let's maybe hear from Alyssa. You do have a YouTube channel. Do you want to like pitch us on what the content you do there? Sure. I don't really have like a set schedule right now, but I do talk about the four major tenets of entertainment that I'm really into gaming, movies, TV, and books. But Right now, I'm leaning heavily more towards the movie and gaming portions, but I just like to, you know, talk about why I love geek out over things and hopefully, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Bond with other people, maybe? Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Sounds a little creepy, but bond with others over shared interests and maybe recommend things that other people haven't heard about and they might love, so I just do it for the community and to have fun and just to geek out. 
Yeah, totally. Just give back to the community. I think that's a really awesome standpoint. Um, so also, I, I'm familiar with Sean's show, Horribly Awkward, and I see lately you've been appearing on that quite often. And you guys have been doing a game chat. How often do you guys do that? We do it whenever Sean decides he wants to do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, reasonable. <laughs> I forget how many episodes there have been. I've only missed one episode, and that was because I wasn't feeling well. But we usually talk about the games we've played over the past month, two months, even three months, if it's been that long. And we just have fun. We pick on each other. And sometimes we have <laughs> guests, and... They get in on the action, so that's fun. Yeah, I really like doing the game chats. Yeah, and you happen to be dating Sean, if I'm not mistaken. Is is that, like, known information? It is known, yeah. I'm pretty sure he mentions me in almost every one of his podcast episodes, so... (laughs) Very cool. Yeah, it's it's known. That's so cool, though, just to know that a relationship was established on the foundation of a podcast. Like It's like almost like the end of How I Met Your Mother. It's like, well, it was on a podcast. No, I'm just teasing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is funny, because I met Sean. He sent me a friend request on Facebook originally because we had a mutual friend. I was like, I don't know this guy, but I'll add him because he's friends with our friend Ted. And a few months later, he's like, hey, you want to be on my podcast? I'm like... Sure, I've never been on a podcast before, but I'll do it. And slowly I was on another one and another one. And eventually we just got to communicating and now we're dating. Yeah, and that's one thing I wanted to ask you. Do you have any desire to host your own podcast after dating someone who who's very into it? I would love to. I don't have any knowledge about podcasting, but I did a series on my YouTube channel called Geek to Geek where I interviewed fellow YouTubers, voice actors and actresses, and other people that I knew, just friends. And I really enjoyed doing that, but I can't do that anymore. And I'd love to continue that in podcast format, but I just need to know how to do it, have the equipment to do it, etc. Oh, totally. Well, Dating Sean should help that. I think that would be really cool to continue that series in podcast form. That's a really cool suggestion. Um, One question I did have for you regarding the YouTube channel, I'm not sure if you're going to know this off the top of your head or not, but what is the video that has the most views or like what's the most popular content you've put out? I think the video with the most views and it's one of my most cringeworthy videos is one of the earliest Uh ones I put out. I love knee socks. I put out like this before I went full nerd on my channel. I put out Hmm. a knee sock collection video where I show off my knee socks I think it's gotten like six or seven thousand views by now, which I mean my channel's pretty old now, so that's probably nothing compared to most people, but it's embarrassing. But I won't remove it because I'm like, well if people are enjoying it, those people that like looking at socks and feet, go ahead. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well that's very generous of you. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Um, well, we can get into the actual video game discussion. So, Whitney, I know you haven't played much, but is there anything as far as uh, before you went on the camping trip that you were delving into? Um, Hearthstone. Uh, I've been playing quite a bit of Hearthstone recently. Um, the new expansion is about to come out, so I've just kind of been like saving up my gold for new packs when it's new pack time. Um and I'm interested to see some of the card reveals have been pretty interesting for what might be coming up in August. So, uh, yeah, that's that's been the main thing. I haven't played too much else. Fair enough. Um, 
And how about you, Alyssa? Is there any kind of catalog of games you've been playing? Uh, from what I gather on the game chat discussions I've heard on Sean's show, you are quite a gamer. I am right now. Like I mentioned, I've been getting more into gaming and there's two games I've played recently. One I'm currently still playing because it's really long, but I recently played Gears of War for, 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 blah, 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 for <laughs> the first time. That's really hard to say. And I loved the first three Gears, but it had been such a long time. And for some reason, I never played the fourth one when it came out. And I knew Gears 5 is coming out in next month. So I played Gears of War 4. It was really fun. I really liked the continuation of the story. I'm excited to see how they progress in the fifth one. I think it's focused on Kate more in the fifth, if I'm not mistaken, which I really loved her character. So I had a good time with Gears of War 4. Awesome. I did too. I loved Gears 4. Yeah, and I just had so much fun like just using the Lancer. That was my most used weapon because I just like chainsawing enemies and, <laughs> you know, the classic feel of it. It was just mm-hmm. good. So I enjoyed that. And I've been playing Judgment. I'm about ten and a half hours in and I've barely touched the main story because there are so many side quests and things to do and there are so many cat quests in this game and it's just totally throwing me off the main story mission because, I mean, there's quests where you have to take pictures of stray cats and I get so absorbed taking multiple pictures of the cats because they look so beautiful. There's (laughs) one where you have to save a cat that is being chased by a mob clan and it takes a really long time to save the cat, but it's so rewarding when you do. There's there's so much cat stuff in Judgment, and I'm loving it. But there's also, you know, the murder mystery case that's the main story. And I finally got the ability where I can get a girlfriend now. And they're like, oh, in side cases, you meet women where you can ask them to be your girlfriend. And every side case I've gotten so far has been a man. And I'm like, dang it. I just want to see what the (laughs) romance aspect of this is like. Yeah, But, I mean, there's so much to do in Judgment, but it's so good. I'm loving it, but... People say it's a 50-hour game. It's probably going to take me longer because I'm 10 and a half hours in. I'm not even halfway through the game. I'm on chapter three of, I think, 12. So, oh, Damn. <laughs> it's going to take me a while. That's awesome. What, I did have some just general gaming questions for you before we continue with our uh, game discussion. But, like, do you have any kind of allegiance with PlayStation, Nintendo, Xbox? Are you a PC gamer? Or are you just kind of, like, all around accepting all of them? I own a PS4, Xbox One, and a Switch, and I play games on all of them. I don't really do PC gaming because my PC is really old, but I mean, I don't have a certain allegiance. I tend to play multi-platform games on Xbox and then the exclusive games on PS4 and Switch. But other than that, I mean, I don't have a preference of console I'm cool. cool with it. I'm like, yeah. just be happy, people. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm in the exact same boat there. And in the same boat as having a computer that's kind of old and can't really keep up with this, uh, consoles these days. But um, what was the first console you remember playing or maybe even the first game you recall playing? The first console I ever played was a PlayStation 1. I believe I was about four or five. And my uncle had the original Tomb Raider. And that was the first game I ever played. Oh, so nice. I remember that vividly. Very cool. And was that, yeah, that had to be PlayStation 1, right? Yeah. Okay, very cool. Um, and then, is there has there been any other games you've been playing recently? Or maybe I could dive into a couple of mine. Let's see. 
I've mainly just been playing catch up because I finished Days Gone a couple weeks ago, two, three weeks ago. Oh, what'd you think of that? I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was over padded. It is a little too long for its own good, but the second half is so much better than the first half of the game, and I really like the performances in it. The horde missions are a little tricky, and they kind of got repetitive, but overall, I had a good time with it, and if they release DLC, I might play that. I don't know if they will, but it's fun. It's not perfect, but it's fun. Cool. That's a decent review and an honest one, so yeah, it it might coerce me into trying it, at least. Yeah, I mean, if you have about 40 hours to sing into a game, (laughs) that's... That's a good one. It does have some issues with graphics and audio. I don't know if they've patched those out, though. They might have. Okay. Let's see here. That's the thing. As far as uh, PlayStation games, I haven't been playing too much because I'm very much just focused on Zelda Breath of the Wild on my Switch. And it also just reminds me, I haven't been playing Diablo 3, which I want to get around to playing. And I know Amanda from One Track Gamers has it now, so I got to just shoot them a text and be like, let's play some Diablo 3. But uh, very zoned in on Breath of the Wild and restarting my game there because, yeah, I had to start all over because I had no recollection of where I left off. And it was just like learning the game all over was like a nightmare. So having to like start over and learn the tutorials and stuff, I feel like I'm re-familiarized with it. And just I just want to beat this game. I feel like I'm trying – I'm even looking up like a walkthrough to be like, what should I do? Because there's it's so open world that I always just get so distracted. Maybe it, I have some kind of problem there because it's just like so easy to just be like, oh, look at that shiny thing and then run <laughs> that way. So uh, having a lot of fun there. But yeah, that does mean I'm playing less PlayStation. When I do pull up the PlayStation, I'm kind of just watching Twitch. In fact, watching you song stream. I love watching his stream. It's so fantastic. And yeah, his podcast with Chef Kevin, maybe don't has two, actually, by the time you're listening to this, three episodes out. So definitely go check out that. That's a really, a riot of a show. I'm thoroughly mm-hmm. enjoying that. Um, but as for the games that I've been playing, and I feel almost embarrassed admitting it, it's all mobile games. And they're all just goofy little rinky-dink games that you can uh, go download for free. But I definitely recommend this one particularly. It's called Aquapark.io. And it's also a browser-based game, hence the .io like URL. But this it's like there was a trend of these IO games for a while. And I remember in the existence of this podcast we originally brought up agar.io then it went to slither.io then it went to hole.io and now we're at aquapark and this <laughs> game is freaking nuts it's like it's i it's like my worst fears like imagined i feel like it's a gigantic water slide like in suspended in midair like that's like the most i feel like it's hundreds if not thousands of feet in the air and there's like it there's like no sides to the tube that you're going down. So it gives you you the ability to make your character slide off a side and just start oh, floating in the air oh, and then man. try to land on one of the other parts of the slide. And if you miss, you can really screw up. Uh, it's just absolutely like nerve wracking, but also interesting because of the techniques you can use to try to like cut half of the course in half and just land in, in the at the very end and then just get first place right away. I, it's really cool. Also, what's interesting about it is the characters, at least when you first start out, are all like little babies. So it's just oh really strange God. seeing these like babies flying down these this massive water slide and then just flying through the midair, cutting each other off and stuff. It's a goofy <laughs> game. It's free, and I definitely recommend checking it out. 
the only downside as with most mobile games is that there's all sorts of ads, especially like you could play around maybe two or three and then it cuts you off with an ad and it's like, ah, geez. So, and there is an option to pay to get rid of the ads. I didn't even look to pull it up, but I have a feeling it's probably like $3 or something. So not terrible, but if it's anything less than that, that's more reasonable. So I... Typically, if it's a game that I find myself playing over and over and over again, I will consider to pay for no ads because it's like, yeah, God, it is freaking frustrating. I am, me too. But for the most part, I am very much a stingy like holdout. It's like, I will not give you a dime if it's free. <laughs> but it's like, uh, if I if I enjoyed this stuff, though, I do like supporting them. So that's that's always a good way to do it. But yeah. Aquapark.io is fantastic, and I can't recommend that enough. And I think I already previously mentioned this, but I'm still playing it. And it might even be by the same creators or publisher, but this game called Flip Dunk, it's just ridiculous. You're just a character doing flips onto like various trampolines and slides, and then you eventually land trying to, or you try to land a slam dunk into a basketball net. And it's just freaking insane. I, I, both games for free, go check them out. You'll, you'll have a good time. Nice. Cool. But let's see is if there's any, uh, show topics we can bring up. I know, uh, there's some free games in PSN for August this month and I had to look them up. So I'm going to let Alyssa talk to us about them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The two free games for August are the Wipeout Omega Collection and Sniper Elite 4, which I've played neither of those games. And they're not really genres I'm usually into, but I'll definitely download them because, I mean, they're free. But, I mean, if you're into racing and stealth snipe games, I mean, that's pretty good bargain. Yeah, I guess so. I, I'm just in the exact same boat where I've ne- never played either franchise, have no real interest, gonna download them because they're the free months this game, but it just feels like it's kind of a flop after the month of like Detroit Become Human and stuff, but I feel like anything following that would be kind of hard. Um, but no, like you said, though, for people that are into that those genres, it's probably pretty awesome, so that's just me not being into them. Yeah, I got a little bummed, though, like when they stopped carrying ps3 and vita games and they cut down on the amount of games you could download oh they did oh yeah. no <laughs> yeah used to they'd have like two ps4 games two ps3 games and two via games and like the via games would be cross play so you could play it on your ps4 as well so that's a little bit of a bummer and to me it seems like the quality of the games has gone down since they've done it yeah i don't know if that's what anyone else thinks but it's just my opinion yep it's possible um, one thing I do want to bring up is, uh, this game called The Blackout Club. And I guess it, I don't know much other, much about it other than what I was reading on their website. It looks really interesting. It's a co-op horror game. Um, you're a teenager from a small modern town. Each morning you, you awaken covered in mud or scratches with no memory of the night before. You've heard of sleepwalking. But this is different. Sometimes you lose entire days. And it's like, uh, there are others like you, your new group of friends bonded over this shared secret, forming a club to investigate the cause of these blackouts. Together, you discovered a network of bizarre underground tunnels hidden just beneath the surface of your quiet community. An uncanny, disorienting music beckoned from below. You hesitated, but last night your best friend vanished, and now a mysterious groups of adults wants to eliminate you. You must strike back, capture their activities on camera, and expose them to the world. And it's like, Whoa. that, I know, what a fucking that's, that's concept. That's a heck yeah. of a description. Right? And I'm like, 
super into it. I'm like, this whoever wrote that deserves a raise because yes. I <laughs> want to play that game now. Yes, and the fact that we know it's co-op horror game, like I feel yeah. like it's going to be so intriguing, and the graphics look very like the art style is fantastic. Go check out just blackoutclubgame.com if you want to like get like a preview. I don't think this game's coming out anytime soon. What? Oh, oh my god! It I, says it's available now. Yeah, I was oh going to say god. it's available now. I actually have a review code for it, and oh my gosh, I need to play it soon. Yes, you do. I, for the longest time, or at least, well, I don't know. I thought this game was one of those games where it's like, oh, we just announced it, but it's not coming out for a while. But no, knowing that it's available now, I'm even more interested in just like checking out the trailer, maybe even asking some friends to be like, do you want to buy this and play it? Because it looks really cool. It does. Yeah. And I think you play as, you can play as up to four, are they teenagers? Yes. I think so. Yeah. And I think each player is a teenager trying to escape a killer. Yep, I'm I'm kind of sold because there's there's a desire for co-op horror games and I remember I was playing Friday the 13th and was super underwhelmed. So hopefully this will fill that void. Yeah, I wanted to play Friday the 13th before it came out and then I heard everyone say, "Uh, eh, it's not that great. It's not really worth your time." So I never got around to playing it. Yeah, I am still in that camp. I wanted to like it, and I played it a few times, but each time I was like, this isn't for me specifically. So I'm sure there's an audience for it, but it also was very janky too. Like the whole mechanic of how he would just like kind of like zap to like another location was ridiculous. So I don't know, not the best game, and I think it's got a reputation for a reason. But other than that, let's see if there's anything else going on in the news. I know I saw an article where like, EA says that Switch owners would rather play their PS4 or uh, would rather play Switch games on PS4 or Xbox One and I'm just thinking where is EA coming up with that statistic where did, yeah, where did yeah. they get that information That's, from Well and they're just also known for just being like I don't know wrong for the most part so it's just like what are you doing I, personally that's just like I'm the complete opposite. I feel like every game I have on PS4, I want to be able to play on Switch because Switch is a godsend and it's like the mobility aspect of it is fantastic. Everybody wants that. Mm -hmm. I can imagine a bunch of people playing The Sims on it, which has been talked about when people are discussing this. They're like, The Sims would be perfect. Why won't EA put it on the Switch? And EA's like, no one wants to play our games on the Switch. And they have four games out on it, so... Yeah, maybe it's the problem is no one wants to play EA games. <laughs> no one wants the microtransactions. There we go. Um, and let's see. I think that'll probably do it for the show topics. Unless either of you guys, do you have anything you want to bring up? I Everything else that I'm seeing in our channel, I'm pretty sure we covered. Unless, no. Did we mention this? Nintendo is now facing a class action lawsuit over the Switch controller drift. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. And I've... I've owned the Switch for over a year now. I don't think I've experienced it. So I feel like I just might be lucky, but it seems to everyone else they're saying it's like almost inevitable. I've never used the Joy-Cons to play a game. So mm -hmm. I have no clue. I've always used the Pro Controller. Okay. Yeah, that's I have a Pro Controller myself and I usually do pick that up instead of a Joy-Con. I do like how the Switch included like that it was like a, an adapter that you could put the yeah. Joy-Cons into and have like a mini pro controller yeah. kind of. <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty cool. But So I use that on rare occasions. What I think is interesting is how few games have incorporated, even like Switch exclusive games, have incorporated the capability of the Switch and like how to 
play around and be weird with it. Um, yeah. The only time that I feel like the the unique layout of the Switch has been utilized was when the Labo stuff came out. Yeah, I can definitely see that. It was especially with like what gyroscope stuff and like how yeah, like you can so orient much, it. There's so much stuff there that I feel like why aren't we using it? Like what was the uh, I'm blanking on the name. Um Are you thinking Sayonara Hearts? Well, no, 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 not Sayonara not Wild Hearts. No, the um it was one of the Kojima games where you had to play by, like, you had to take your controller out of the first person slot and put it into the second Metal person Gear slot. Solid. Yeah, yeah. Yes, first one. That's what it was. I couldn't remember which one it was, and I was like, I don't know. But yeah, I feel like you could do so much weird stuff like that with the Switch that no one is using yet. Yeah, I could definitely. And oh, well, speaking of Sayonara, Sayonara Wild Hearts, I can't say that one. <laughs> uh, I think they might be the people to do it because you were expressing how the games they've done before this were doing mm-hmm. that on the phone. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think so, but I keep talking, I keep asking everyone, have you played it? And no one has played it that has a Switch. So oh, I definitely God. think it's, I definitely think it's going to be up to me. I think yes. uh, I think this is my my uh, call to arms to buy a Switch is so that I can finally play it and let everyone else know about it because I that really the reviews handy. have all been incredible. Is it out yet? Yeah, it came out last month. Okay, that's right. I wanted to play it. I I didn't realize it had come out. No one's been talking about it. Yeah, it definitely flew under the radar. And the only reason that it didn't fly under the radar for me is because I'm such a fan of both of their mobile games that yeah. like I'm I I follow information about that studio. And so when I heard that it was coming out, like I heard about it coming out before anyone said anything about it. But like everyone, I think Vice reviewed it well, Polygon reviewed it well, a bunch of them said stuff and and they tried not to give something away, which to me means they did use some of that capability of the Switch, because if people are trying to not give stuff away about gameplay, um, the game doesn't look that complicated when you just watch the trailer. So my guess is that it is something with the gyroscopes or something that they're doing with the controllers that uh, is like, you have to figure out how to play it. Definitely. It sounds cool. Yeah. I'll have to look up Look it up and see how much it costs and everything. Maybe I'll yeah. go ahead and buy it. That, I feel like Whitney has sold me on this game and I just haven't ponied up and bought it yet. And I'm waiting for Bastard Claws to buy it for me. No, I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> too long from now. Um, but let's see here. Uh, do either of you guys have time to maybe play a quick game of I Was a Walrus before we do plugs and wrap this episode up? I, I do. do. All right. Well, then let's do that. Let's play I Was the Walrus. So we're playing I Was the Walrus. Uh, let's see here. I have a category for Whitney versus Alyssa. What do you think of this? Give me the most unorthodox, or I don't know how to even phrase this. I'm just going to say, what would be an unorthodox burger topping that, and I'm not even sure if I want to stipulate that it would even still taste good. I think I am though. Uh, yeah. And it would still taste okay. Hmm. 
It would still taste okay. That's tricky. I mean, I'd say peanut butter because Sean's actually <laughs> tried that and he liked it. <laughs> I've heard of that. I've heard of a peanut butter burger. Oh, that's I haven't tried answer. it myself, but I was thinking strawberries. Ooh. I think strawberries might be really good on a hamburger, and they're very that's not something I would like ever choose to put on a hamburger. Oh lord, these are both excellent answers, and now I'm in the hot seat because I don't know which one to pick. Because <laughs> I like both, I feel like I would try both. I, maybe I'm weird, but oh man, and I know Sean is known for his food concoctions. He's a character. <laughs> I love it. Oh man, I think I'm gonna go with peanut butter only because I I just think the texture would be easier for me to like handle i yeah, strawberries it's only almost like i would need the strawberries to be like almost like a jam texture to like yeah. make it work but either way this is a good answer so i'm gonna give that one to Alyssa. Yay. that moves us on to round number two let's see here all right both of you are on a cruise to the bahamas you're super stoked about it it's gonna be a tropical beautiful getaway but What's the weirdest location you'd actually wind up at that isn't the Bahamas? And then, yeah, what's the weirdest place that you could picture yourself winding up at and just being like, oh, shit, how did I wind up here? <laughs> uh, knowing my luck, I'd end up in the Bur- Bermuda Triangle, lost oh, no. forever. <laughs> oh, no. Um, my first thought where my brain jumped to was like the industrial docks. That are always around, um, they're always near where cruise ships dock because it's the only place to, to like hold ships that big. And like getting on a container truck to China accidentally oh, instead shit. of on the cruise ship. Oh, yeah. That was my oh, first man. thought when you said it. I was like, well, I could see getting on the wrong giant ship and then and accidentally being shipped to China. Oh, gosh, that sounds terrifying it too because it's like you're like, bikini clad and you're like this is gonna be great and then you just end up in china oh lord and i also connect with that because i worked at a warehouse where like we got direct shipments in these giant ass like containers from Mm -hmm. china and it was well and what we were unpacking from it was sinks and toilets in like these cardboard boxes and there was this layer of black dust on it which my coworkers called the china dust that when i would get home i'd sneeze and it would just be black so i'm like this can't Mm -hmm. be good (laughs) so oh lord i Hope I live long. Anyway. (laughs) Uh, But I think I'm going to go with the industrial uh, ending up in China because that just sounds terrifying. It does, yeah. yeah. That one goes to Whitney. And that brings us to a tiebreaker, which I'm not prepared for. So let's see here. Okay, you're on an an island, like a stranded island. You're stranded on an island and... And you, you're only allowed one hobby, so it's not like, oh, you can only have, like, one item. It's, like, one hobby. What's your hobby? Oh, that's hard. And I'll just say there's electricity on this island. Fuck it. Okay. Well, okay. if there's electricity on this island, then probably video games. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I'd probably go with, if, you know, there's electricity, just... Netflix, so I can watch all the movies and TV shows I want whenever I want, because oh. who has enough time to watch all the stuff they want to watch, because there's something coming out all the freaking time, so I could just get caught up. 
Yeah, that's that's a good one. Also, because if you're stranded alone on a desert island, that would be a way to feel less lonely would be to like have all of the TV shows and movies and stuff. Although video games is the same way, too. There's definitely yeah, is. video game characters that I feel like are friends. Yeah, that's really a tough one. It's like the ultimate, like, which media do you enjoy more? And it's yeah. like, I like both. <laughs> <laughs> I like them both equally. It's Don't like, make me do the Sophie's exactly. Choice. Exactly. It's like, I'm on this island playing my video games. It's like my PS4, but they removed Netflix. It's like, no. So, But no, all around, this is a tough one. Ah, I'm going to go with video games because it's a video game podcast i'm sorry Alyssa, but it also fine. proves that this game is not rigged which it usually is so. <laughs> <laughs> but no i'm really glad we could play oz walrus yeah it was fun Awesome. Um, Doug, I literally can't remember my own name right now. It's been that kind of a week. Have I talked about Sex with Stalin on the podcast yet? No. And in fact, I saw you post about it in our channel. So no, feel free to okay. bring that up then before I'm gonna, you do plugs. Because I literally was like, I've thought about bringing it up multiple episodes in a row now to the point where I can't remember if I actually have said anything or not. Welcome to my world, Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I did want to, before we go, just talking about, like, new things coming out or whatever, um, there is a video game coming out in October that will give you the chance to seduce former Soviet leader Joseph Stalin and possibly change the course of history, and it has gotten Russia way up in arms. Russian (laughs) communists are are trying to, like, shut down the the studio making the game. Um, Wow. Yeah. So you assume the role of a young time traveler and you get to change the course of history potentially with, as the game's developers say, show that mustache guy what real love is. (laughs) Uh, It sounds like some kind of smutty novel you'd read. (laughs) Sex with Stalin. Yeah, no, it sounds like a Chuck Tingle book. It doesn't sound like a a video game, but it's, uh, it's just so funny to me because the, the, Russian Communist Party is like, these people have no honor and no conscience and uh, trying to shut down the studio. Um, it's apparently there's there's BDSM elements, too, but you don't have to do that. Like, it's your choice to, to how you want to <laughs> seduce Stalin and figure out what he's going to respond to. Um, At least the options there. Fifty yeah. Shades of Stalin. Exactly. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, I have just I just keep seeing things pop up about how upset communists are in Russia with this game and uh it cracks me up every time. So I wanted to bring it up. I don't know that I'll buy it straight out the gate in October because it's going to if I buy it it'll be for a gag and it depends yeah. entirely on how much <laughs> they charge for that gag. Uh but I am kind of curious about it. It sort of looks like uh BioShock in the art yeah. style. Hmm. I see that for sure. So it's it, they definitely put some work into it because it has an artistic feel. Um, well, they're not wrong when they say all press is good press because this game is definitely going to get played. Mm-hmm. And just the title. I mean, someone yeah. put a lot of work into making this concept up in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know who the person was that had the idea originally that's like, hmm, what if I seduced Stalin and changed history? Let's yeah. make that into a game. 
Yep. They're a character. But I think that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, thanks so much for joining us for your first time on the show. We'll have to have you back. Maybe Sean on too. Both of you uh, talking about your new podcast whenever that comes out. But uh, let's hear about your YouTube channel and I'll do some plugs. Uh, where can our listeners find you, Alyssa? You can find me on YouTube at youtube.com slash AlyssaWhite88 or 88, however you want to, you know, phrase that. And I also have my own blog, alleycatgeekery.com. That's spelled A-L-Y-C-A-T-G-E-E-K-E-R-Y.com. And if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, that's at Lissarie, L-Y-S-S-A-R-I-E. And that's all the shilling I'm going to do because I have pretty much every (laughs) social media. So you could probably find it if you really want to. Very cool. And how about you, Whitney? Uh, Get ready for a lot of podcast recommendations. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... uh my podcast, Historical Hotties, is where we talk about different categories of historical figure and try and figure out which one we are the most attracted to. And this week's episode, um, we is we just did psychiatrists, and it turns out that Herman Rorschach is super hot, like of the Rorschach <laughs> inkblot test. And then Tight. when I was doing more research into him, because he was suggested on Twitter by somebody saying like, hey, this guy's definitely a historical hottie. But sometimes you get people sending you stuff who are hot people who are terrible. And so they're not actually hot as soon as you start to learn anything about them. But the more sure. I learned about Rorschach, the more into him I was. It only got better as I went. So that's a fun episode. That's historical hotties. And then um, almost better than silence is this podcast i have to do the whole i have to do the whole rundown in my head every time i do it um cool breeze over the mountains is my keanu reeves podcast where we watch all of his movies in chronological order there's a keanu reeves podcast why did i not know about this it's fantastic it's it's really good and we just did speed um so speed is such a good episode yeah it it has definitely gotten more hits than any episode we've had so far we're starting to finally get into the movies that people recognize is the thing yeah for the first like five years of keanu reeves career none of those films are noteworthy or titles that anyone should ever go watch um (laughs) so we but that's almost in line with the traditional podcast like i don't know chronology of like oh the early episodes uh totally totally yeah Yeah. Yeah. like we we figured out our flow and we have a good rhythm and like we're hitting our stride right as the the really intense movies are coming up like we've got that's what i was the matrix coming up we've got johnny mnemonic is the next one we've got the replacements coming up like there's a bunch of movies that are and and we have worked out our kinks and and are like a a smooth funny well-working team so uh definitely check out cool breeze over the mountains and um i'm also on a rpg podcast called myth takes and i have a fast and furious podcast coming out soon but you can find all of that on my twitter account at whitney underscore nelson n-e-l-s-e-n podcast queen straight up (laughs) i'm talking about starting another one by the way i'm talking about (laughs) six podcasts too ambitious, but no, yeah. get them. Go do it and let <laughs> us know what the concept is when you're ready. Um, and listener, if you like our show, give us a like, follow, subscribe. Our handle on social media is just at ABT Silence, uh, twitch.tv slash ABT Silence if you want to check out our Twitch stream. I always say it. I want to do it more. I hope I do. I'm going to try to. In fact, this weekend, hopefully I'll find some time. Check out, see what I'm playing. Maybe it'll be 
I don't know, Rocket League probably. But uh, And also check out my record label. It's MissedOutRecords.com. It's really exciting time for that right now. A lot of new music coming down the pipe. So if you like tapes or records or shirts or any of that stuff, uh, go check out that website. But once again, thanks for joining us. Alyssa, we'll have to have you and Sean on in the future. We will be back next week, listeners. See you guys.